Blog Talk Radio. Blue Shirts Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, our trade deadline special. It is going to be an awesome time here. And I got with me today Mr. John Luke Shapiro and Mr. Kevin Krupe, you know, our staff writers from Forever Blue Shirts Radio. Welcome in, guys. What's going on? Guys, can you hear okay, me? Okay, I guess I'll talk because JL doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm just excited that it's a trade deadline and it's currently 225. Uh, we yeah, got we got about pending UFAs that we wanted to get rid of with some value. And I think it's a, you know, we got some good returns for them. Absolutely. JL, how you doing, man? We got 20, no, now we got 24. Four minutes? Thirty-four minutes? I don't know time. Thirty-four minutes until the deadline. How you I feeling, don't man? <laughs> is he not here? He is here. I think he's here. I see his. Maybe his he's phone. muted. Maybe oh, something hello, happened. guys. Okay, oh, hi guys. So, oh, there he is. Before we go on, I had the mute button on my phone. Apparently, I'm too stupid to understand what technology is. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh yes. Technology I'm man. over here saying something, and then I hear Kevin says, oh, he's not going to say anything. But anyways, I'm uh, I'm all right, gentlemen. I'm uh, I'm very pleased at the way the Rangers went about this deadline. They got a pretty decent haul for what we they did. were uh, able to let go. Let me hold you right there. We will get to oh, our boy. New York Rangers, but we are doing a full recap here. So we're going to start with one of the most – with kind of like the lesser deals. We're going to work our way up the chain. So starting with – the big one, possibly Columbus with the arms race. Let's talk about it. Matthew Shane goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets for a bunch of picks, two prospects in Vitaly Abramov, and I believe Jonathan Davidson. And then Columbus keeps going and gets Ryan Dezingle the next day. They keep going to get Keith and Kate from the Devils, and then they go and get Adam McQuaid from the Rangers for a fourth and a seventh. Columbus is loading up in the Eastern Conference. They want to win a cup. They're going for it. They know Panarin and Bobrovsky might not last past this season. Kevin, let's get your thoughts on them first. What do you think about this Columbus arms race deal going on? Yarmo Kekalainen is getting everybody out here, man. Hide your players, hide your prospects, because Yarmo Kekalainen is getting everybody out here. <laughs> Look, it's surprising, and wow, what a what a reference you just made. But <laughs> <laughs> it's really surprising. I, you know, I really didn't – like, I know that Columbus had their hands in a lot of different deals before this week, and I was pretty surprised. Like, they have two picks left in this year's draft, a fifth and a seventh, I think. So what's the, even, what's the point of even going to the draft if right. you're not even going to pick anybody? You might as well trade those other two for some random guys and just, you know, cancel all your flights and just have an empty table, at, you know, in Vancouver. But, look, they're, they're 
they realize that their two best, probably their two best players, aren't going to be here anymore next year. And they they are convinced with their they've you know unlike the Islanders they're admitting that he's not going to be here next year. It's like oh maybe we'll sign him in the offseason. We'll see. No no no. So they're they're realizing what they're doing. They're realizing that this year it could be one of the last years that they have, you know, for a while because they might not have anybody of significance next year except maybe Seth Jones. But you know we'll see what happens. But you know I'm I'm surprised. I'm really surprised by Columbus and the fact that they're taking a lot of people, especially our, our own Adam McQuaid. Right? They are. I mean, Columbus, basically, they, they flip the narrative on its head. They're not getting rid of anyone. They are taking everybody and taking their shot here. JL, what do you think about Jarmo Kekalainen and this, like, ridiculousness from him these past few days of just getting everybody he can to try to push his team to a Stanley Cup? Well, I was just reading a tweet by Pete Blackburn that pretty much just said the Blue Jackets are playing uh, GM like they're not going to play NHL uh, be a GM for another season, like they're just going all in <laughs> for this time around. I thought that was pretty funny. But no, I think uh, Columbus is uh, they're they're going for it, and and you can just you can tell he seems very aggressive. Um, and and in and in the McQuaid trade, he's actually giving up another prospect in uh in that deal as well, which just revealed that Julius I think it's Julius Bergman, if I'm correct, is coming back. Yes, Julius Bergman is coming back on the return for McQuaid. So, like you said, he's going all in. He's getting pretty much everyone that can bolster up his team. And, you know, I give credit to where credit is due. The team is better than it was two days ago, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, they don't so, really I mean, don't have look, anybody next year either, Columbus. Columbus has Columbus <laughs> is getting rid of their picks. They're going for it. So I made right. a mistake. So, it was they have a third round and a seventh round, not a fifth and a seventh. So totally okay. Kind of in a little bit. So moving on here, we're gonna roll it back a little bit. Let's go all the way to uh, it's just February 20th, a few days before the deadline. We'll start there. I guess it's good for our other trades before them were pretty major, but I'm not going to say them deadline trades since they're a little far out. So Charlie Coyle goes from the Boston Bruins to the Minnesota uh, goes from the Minnesota Wild to the Boston Bruins, and the Boston and the Minnesota Wild get Ryan Donato on a 2019 conditional fifth. Ryan Donato has already scored an overtime goal and has looked awesome in his short time with Minnesota Wild. I didn't like this trade for Boston at all. I've been a big Donato fan since last year. I think Coyle is a 27-year-old guy who he's okay. He's going to give you 30, 40 points. He's kind of like Kevin Hayes to me. Like, he's all right. And I I think Boston, frankly, overpaid, I think, for Charlie Coyle. What do you guys think? Well, it really set the market, kind of. It's kind of I, – I always bring this up because I still think it was what set the market last year is when we traded Nick Holden to the Bruins. They just like overpaying. Nick Holden wasn't worth a third round pick, right? It was a third no. round pick. I think it he was, was not yeah, worth third round. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was a third round pick. I think so too. It was something like that. Yeah, Most and then obviously they they a third round pick, and if people want to correct me, they can. But they for sure overpaid for Rick Nash last year too. Oh yeah, they overpaid for Rick Nash. They overpaid for Nick Holden, and with these kind of deals, especially if you want to shoot it back all the way to Jake Muzzin with the Kings and and uh, Toronto. I don't know. It's kind of out of the trade deadline scenario, but. You know, trade nonetheless. You know, you set mm-hmm. these standards so high, and then it kind of forces the other teams to be like, "Hey, look, you know, you they, Bruins paid this much for this guy. The guy I'm giving up is ten times better than him. Now you have to give me ten times the amount. All this kind yeah. of yeah. So you know, I definitely think they overpaid for a. He's a third liner, in my opinion. 
Charlie Coyle is good. Yeah, no. It's just, you know, especially he's when not, Bruins, he's a third He doesn't have the ceiling that Ryan Donato has is the, is the problem here. And, yeah, the Bruins are going for it, but arguably they probably should have just kept Donato instead of training for Coyle. But whatever, Boston. Remember, you you had three straight picks and you passed on Matt Barzell all three times. <laughs> you guys well, need to bunch figure out how to work things out. Anyway, <laughs> next trade we need to get to. JL, I want your opinion on this one. Carl Hagelin goes from the Los Angeles Kings to the Washington Capitals for a 2019 third rounder, a 2020 conditional sixth. We love Hags. The kid brings speed. What do you think he'll bring to the Washington Capitals lineup for the rest of the season in the playoffs? Well, I think they're they're going with a different approach this year. Last year when they won the cup, they were bigger, but they utilized a lot of the older assets that was, you know, uh, handed to them. So you can tell they, they got a little faster this year, and they got a lot of fat. They got a lot faster with this Haglin trade. Haglin, the thing about Haglin is it, it's weird because he's a very good player. Doesn't really score as much anymore, but he can definitely bring a lot to the team. Like think, think, like how Michael Grabner affected the uh, the Rangers in the last couple of years, except without the hands. Obviously, we had Haglin when he was here. Obviously, everybody knows that, but he was he was he was a younger. He had better he had a, a better scoring chances here. But but this trade, I think Washington did a pretty good job with it. Um, he was pretty much going nowhere in Los Angeles, and you know they add a little more depth on the bottom six, and you know for a team that boasts you know an Ovechkin and, and, and a Backstrom and a Kuznetsov, it's good to have uh, someone on the lower rung, Burakovsky, to you know kind of around the ice and just start setting up passes for everyone. So I think Washington got a little bit better on that trade. I think Haglund's a great player. Uh, he's Absolutely. Not as we, as he used to, but he's still, mm-hmm. he's still terribly fast, though. Yeah, and, like, I, I still miss Hags in New York. Hags was one of my favorite players while he was here, and, like, I get why we had to trade him, although, God, I wish we had a better return for him because Emerson Edom is that, – that experiment did not work out at all. But, you know, it's well, – yeah, you, you, you got to lose them. Yeah, you win something, lose some. You know, you take the losses with the wins. So, I mean – Hags is going to do great. I honestly, like, Hags is a two-time cup winner, and now has a chance to win three. Like, good for him, man. Really, good for Carl yeah, Hagelin. So, uh, I want to circle back right to – Yeah, no, exactly. And I want to circle back to the Columbus Blue Jackets for a second because there's some – the big part of it that we forgot to mention. Ryan Dezingle goes to the Blue Jackets from Ottawa, but Anthony Duclair is now on his fifth team. He's only 23 years old. You know, a lot of us were pretty upset when we traded him in the Keith Yandel deal at the 15 deadline, but I think Jeff Gordon knew something that we all didn't, guys. What do you think? I think especially where he played, where he got all those goals, where it was essentially a goal a game, right? What was it? The, yeah. The QM. Uh, he played for – He played for the Halifax. Yeah, no, no, he was not on Halifax. I don't think he was on Halifax. He wasn't was on he? Halifax? No, I, thought he was. I don't think he was. Regardless, but regardless, yeah. That's why you have to take these goals and these assists, these point totals from junior hockey into like with a with a grain of salt. Because if you do that, like it's like oh, you know, he's a point and a half per game, that this and that. It's like okay, you know, he's uh, playing he played with the Quebec, the Quebec Ramparts. He was on Kevin. Okay, Quebec Ramparts. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not okay. well versed on my uh, history. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, you, you got to look at. You know, these scenarios where, you know, yeah, the point totals for his age are great. You know, he looked like one of the best guys. You know, he could have went first round. Remember, when we drafted him in the third round, the only reason we got him so late is because of the hand injury that he had. Yeah. That year. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, oh, I don't know how he feels about it. We don't know how he feels about this. You know, maybe it's a little wearisome. And back then, now, that could have, if, even if he didn't have the hand injury, he might have also gone third round because these GMs might have saw something that we didn't. He was a diamond and rough player. That's what a lot of people said. Like, if you can get him going, he's great. But obviously, no one has gotten him going. And, Russell, I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Um, goes back to February 1st with the trade between the Florida Panthers and the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, a little bit kind of like this. Derek Broussard gets traded from Pittsburgh along with all these other picks, Riley Shanahan, and, you know, Pittsburgh gets back Nick Bukestad and Jared McCain. Right. Now the Panthers flop or flip uh, Derek Broussard over again How do you, like, to, to Colorado. How do you feel about to Colorado. Think Derek Broussard's value decreased significantly when he was on Ottawa, and now it's kind of you can't uh, take it? Kevin, or is Derek Broussard just not the player? I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you right here because we have someone very special that needs to talk right now. Well, I want you to answer this, but okay. I will. Hello, <laughs> boss man. How are you oh, doing today? Geez. Now I have to stop talking. <laughs> What's up, boys? What's up? By the way, before before we get into this, huge. Huge congratulations to this man, Anthony Scultori. We hit the biggest numbers for the site ever, ever this week, hitting something like 120,000 views in three days. This is from his vision. He brought us all on. He's the guy behind all of this, man. He got the site going. He's the reason we have this podcast. Please give some claps for this guy, please. (laughs) You can clap. I'll just say congratulations. I got to start off by correcting you, Russ, because yesterday alone we did 95,000. Uh, wow. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so over, over the last the last three days, I think we've we've done uh, three hundred thousand page views. I don't have the exact number. We're we're well at a half a million page views for the month. Um, and just for context, people, so you understand that when the site was started, uh, a half a million views was something we did in a year. So it's it's just you know five six years later. Here we are, and I couldn't be prouder, couldn't be happier for everyone that's involved, uh, couldn't be done without the people involved like Russ, um, like, like Zach, like Kevin, like JL, like all the writers that we have. I don't want to leave anybody out, but uh, can't thank everybody enough. Um, so thank you. So let's, let's dive into the, uh, to the NHL trade deadline, and there's about – 30 minutes left, a little bit less than 30, and I know that the Rangers are not done, but not in any type of we have to make another trade because they've traded Mm. the three pieces they had to trade. Um, So really quick, let's let's open it up with the players that are still being mentioned. Uh, You have Nemestikov, you have Strom, you have Brendan Smith, and they're just they're throwing out Freddie Clayson. So let's start with there's no reason to trade Frederick Clayson for a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. Makes no sense. You need bodies to play out the season, so he might as well stay. Uh, you have Brendan Smith, where if you have to move him, you must retain at least 50% of the salary in order to make it something that is worth somebody's wild. I still hear Cody CC from Ottawa would be an interesting deal. I wonder if they would take a deal where they're getting a cost control defenseman at $2.2 million for, for, you know, a player who's going to be a a restricted free agent uh, in Cody Cece. Uh, We'll see what happens. Nemesnikov, it's got to be the right deal, although he hasn't played well enough to really warrant anything for trading him, so I keep him. He's got a contract. Uh, And Strom, i got to be honest with you, 
hold on to Strom because he's been a good addition, solid third-line center. We need to see how the kids pan out. We can't put too much pressure on him, so let's keep him. So I, I think wait, the wait. Rangers are going to be eventually better. And yeah. did you just say Cody Cece? Cody Cece is not I, – I would not be happy with us getting Cody Cece if I'm being honest with you. Really? Okay, no problem. I yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ready? Can I just say this? He's 25 <laughs> years old, and had you seen Ottawa play defense? That's that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I have to agree with Ant, honestly. I have to kind of agree with him. He's a big boy. He's young. Why not take a flyer on him? I mean, it, what what would it hurt to be on? We're running Brendan Smith out there, for goodness sake. What does it harm the Rangers to get a I guess body so. like that? Especially I guess, I, I guess that's true. We'll see. Yeah. Listen, also, uh, news coming in right now uh, on the rumor mill that all the other teams are apparently out on Mark Stone except for the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll see if anything transpires there within the next 20 minutes. But also, I have a question, and I want you to go first on this one, and then you guys could jump in. Will the Nashville Predators be deadline losers if they don't acquire Stone, Kreider, any of the big guys out there in this arms race? They're not looking too good right now. And what do you think about this? Could the Preds be considered losers if they don't get any of these guys? Yes, and so will the Boston Bruins if all you walked away with was Charlie Coyle. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. As we say that, Michael Granlin just goes from the Minnesota Wild to the Nashville Predators for Kevin Fiala, according to Bob Whoa. McKenzie. Oh, no man. That's, that's, not, that's, not a bad, McKenzie. that's not a bad deal. That, wow. I see Granlin coming, but that's not, a, that's not a bad deal. Even though I like Fiala, Granlin's wow. a pretty good player. So yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I've been a grand little wow, wow. They, they must have heard you. It's like, oh, we got to pull it yeah, talk about, <laughs> yeah, talk about eating. Talk about eating your words, Russ. Wow, they didn't even wait. Like, immediately. <laughs> you don't even have a second to breathe, and they got you. And they got it. I, I still don't get that, though. Like, I think Fiala's got a higher ceiling, but I guess the Preds are tired of waiting, and they just want the more guaranteed player at this point. Yeah. Right, and, you know, and they're obviously not looking at rentals. Yeah, yeah. Because I think for the rentals, that, that's where it's at. Because it all comes down to for the Nashville Predators, everyone has been hearing the same names with prospects, and that's Ily Tolvanen and Dante Fabro, the two names that everyone has been asking for them. David Poyle says no, you know, unless it's the right player. But what does kind of shock me is that, you know, how did something between the Preds and the Senators not manifest? You know, you have someone like Mark Stone on the trade de- on the trade block. How do you not offer, even if he's so good and Tolvin's got this great ceiling, how are you, David Poyle, and you don't offer a prospect like that? You need to make sacrifices to win. I don't well, I have an answer. Well, I think, honestly, David Poyle is just trying not to mortgage the future in the sense that, you know, maybe he's really confident in the group that he has currently, you know. You're not trying to mortgage the future for, you know, someone that could potentially not be on the team next but year. You've got to look at it this way. Their cap hit is not really dropping that much next year. So they really can't afford to keep anybody long term or even just for another year. You know, the only people that are, like, going uh, – Kevin Seattle is our RFA this year. But, you know, there really aren't that many people leaving the National Predators. So – his idea is probably like, look, there they might be teams better than us, especially the Lightning, who are just better than everybody for right now. And you know they don't want to yeah. take on these contracts, and they don't want to give up these guys who could just play next year, like Tobolin. Yeah. Let me just say the NHL playoff landscape has changed at this deadline. Oh yeah, 
For sure. Nashville, yeah. the, the Nashville Predators can go get Grandland all they want. Good. You went to the Stanley Cup Finals, you won nothing, you still win nothing. Period. You're not better than anybody <laughs> else in the West. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? See? The Columbus Blue Jackets are all in, and I'm all in on Columbus right now. Tampa's yeah. a great team. Boston's not. But what Columbus, Columbus said this, guys, we're probably going to lose Panarin. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but Brosky wants to go. I don't know what to do. You know what to do? Instead of going, instead of saying, well, let's just trade him and ho-hum, you know, sucks to be up. They went, F it. Let's go out, let's get Matthew Shane, let's get Ryan DeZingo, let's have two draft picks that we can draft by phone and don't have to go to Vancouver, and let's go and load up, and if Panarin leaves, great, you have to, if Shane wants to leave, great, but if I've got a Stanley Cup, I don't care, and I'm saying to myself, hell yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, to me, they are the story of the NHL trade deadline, to me, they are the story period of, of this month and going into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. This is ball Absolutely. Ball. I love every bit of it. Every bit. And if anyone, I if you guys go, haven't heard. I don't know. I can't say. God. If you guys haven't heard, we're now forever Blue Jackets. If you heard our owner right there, he's yeah. pretty into it. So we're yeah. announcing the brand change this week. Well, no. But, we're, uh, not, no. we're also. <laughs> We're also, not well, only are we forever Blue Jackets, we're also forever stars. Let's put it out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Look, we're going to get into that in just a second. But, look, my point being, right. the Blue Jackets, like, you really got to love it, man. Like, they, they just said screw it and went for it. They really, really did. It's so crazy to see. But, um, you know, now a somber topic for us here. The All-Stars acquired Matt Zuccarello and, like, the, fi- the final straw with this for me was seeing Henrik Lundqvist in the stall yesterday when he had to answer the reporters. I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch it. Like, I, I could barely get through it myself. Uh, but, you know, Jeff Gordon turned Matt Zuccarello into two possible first-round picks, and if you can do that, you do that trade any day for a 31-year-old UFA. Absolutely. Despite how we feel about break, him, break, despite – you know, Time out. Time out. Time out. Oh, time out. Don't, don't to Vegas. Oh, here we go. Stone to Vegas. Stone to Vegas. Oh, what's the deal? Do not oh, tell me. Yeah, Bob McKenzie said they're back. expected. The deal not announced yet. The full deal isn't out yet, but Stone to Vegas. Yeah, it's finalized. Um, yeah. We'll oh, break that up, but we might as well get that in there. Oh, all right. So we will definitely drop that as soon as we hear what happens from Bob McKenzie or Dreger or any of them. But, uh, man, back to Matt Zuccarello for a second. Guys, obviously. Are you still in this room? What happened? Oh no, nothing. Never mind. I was just I was okay. just making sure because I didn't see Bob McKenzie say. Oh, there it is. Literally just popped up on my feed. Oh, Never it did. Mind. Oh, did it now? Yeah. Oh, good. Listen, I can't boy, wait to see what. I, ba- I'd like to say something about Matt Zuccarello, though, if if I may. Wait, wait, Kevin. You can, but I think the boss has to leave, so I'll let him speak his final oh, word. I do. Leave. Oh, I thought I thought he left. <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys. Go. You know, I'll say obviously I'm uh, Zuccarello. Hurts. I compared it to Adam Graves because Adam Graves was a heart and soul ranger. Uh, they played different styles, but Zook certainly was a killer. Uh, but just my leave, my thoughts, no matter what, the Rangers make another deal or not. And no, Chris Kreider is not going anywhere. Uh, the, Thank you. What Jeff Gordon has done, what Jeff Gordon has done since the letter has been fantastic. You look at the players he's moved – He's moved McDonough. He's moved J.T. Miller. He's moved the big pieces. He's moved Zuccarello. He's moved 
um, what you call it, he's also moved uh, – I'm sorry, forget about McQuay, but Kevin Hayes. He's moved all these big pieces, and in their place, you've got young players like Hedl, Anderson. You've got Kraftsoff coming. You've got all the. You've got all these good players. You, he brought in the Mesnikov. You got VC. You want to give that guy more ice, right? You want. You want some of these guys to emerge. Zabanajad is your number one center. You keep Kreider. Uh, you bump up. You bump up a guy like Butchnevich. He needs more ice time. He cannot wallow on the fourth or third line for development. You've got to give him his 16 minutes to be effective. Every single move he's made is, is better for the team next year, but even more so for the next two years after in building not, not just a, a playoff team, but a possible cup contender. I love everything he's done, and I think he's done a fantastic job. And if Kreider doesn't work out and the contract's not working out, you're trading him at the deadline for a first-round pick, too. So there's nothing to be lost. And the last yeah. note I'm going to make is that while people have complained about the return on Zuccarello, there was a lot of talk last deadline that teams were, were interested and, they, and, and, like, they didn't move him. They didn't trade him. So some people believe that they probably could have got more last year. Per my source, there were no offers on Zuccarello last year. Interest versus wow. offers, two different things that yeah. everybody needs to understand. There were no offers on Zuccarello last year, last deadline. So that's it. Now I'm going to run. You guys have a great show. Glad you let me on for a few minutes. And I'll Absolutely. Talk to you later, boss. Kick butt, guys. Kick butt, boss. Well, we got some more breaking news with the Mark Stone trade to the, auto, uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights. We hear there's an extension not far behind, reports some of the guys from TSN, as well as apparently Eric Bronstrom was the key part of the deal. Eric Bronstrom wow. is one of the best young defensemen in the mm-hmm. AHL. He's a guy I badly, badly wanted for the Rangers when he was in his draft year. Ottawa rebuilding truly the right way. Like, honestly, look, I'll say this about the Ottawa Senators. They really, really botched the Matt Duchesne trade, the first Matt Duchesne trade when they acquired him, because that pick is most likely going to be Jack Hughes or Capococco come the draft. But, man, Pierre Dorian has really turned it around since that point. They have some legit prospects. They have something like 20, 22 picks within the next three drafts, like good for the Ottawa centers and getting some good talent. And Eric Bronstrom is going to be a key piece of that blue line with Thomas Shabbat as the years go by here. I'm, I'm actually stunned. This is a, yeah. the centers are actually making good moves. And, you know, I, I, I thought – Cody Glass was going to be involved in the trade, but it's good for the Vegas Golden Knights not to get rid of him. But Bronstrom's no fluke himself. So now if you take a look at the Carlson trade compared to now, even though the return was kind of light, you know, seeing as now Ottawa has cap space, you know, they can spend if they want. They just, you know, they need to figure out either their arena situation or, you know, whatever their owner has to, you know, put aside because he's kind of in, you know, kind of a, you know, loose screws. So, yeah, Mel, yeah I'm, look, I think... I'm not a big Eugene Melnick fan, but look, Pierre Dorian is doing the best he possibly can. And apparently up until just like this, this hour, Eric Bronson was considered an untouchable in Vegas. They did not want to part with the kid, but all credit to Pierre Dorian here. He was like, yo, you want this guy? Give me Eric Bronson. And he got it. So honestly, really good for Ottawa, really good negotiating by Dorian. And to make this even better, Ranger fans, you guys will love this. This tidbit of info apparently leaking out from some sources that it turns out the Islanders were close to Stone, but 
the uh, Dobson was requested, and they just wouldn't budge. So apparently oh, Vegas Vegas ponied up Eric Bronstrom. The Isles did not pony up Dobson. Um, Isles kind of messed up there. If you can get Mark Stone on an extension just for a prospect, like a major prospect and maybe a few picks, you go for it. But you know what? Good for the Sen. I mean, good for the Golden Knights. Bad for the New York Islanders. Of yeah. course. Any, any Anytime you see the Islanders, you know, mess up, that just always pleases everyone in this room. Very <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> Whoa, full trade. Oh. Eric Bronstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a second-round pick for Mark Stone. Oscar Lindbergh. Lindbergh. Wow. Second round in wow. 2020. I haven't heard in many years. Wow. I know we're like <laughs> dropping a lot of info right now. This is pretty cool. So let's, wow, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, this is great. Oh, this is crazy. Wow. This deal is nuts because, wow, you get one of the best young defense in the NHL. You get a guy who's your perfect fourth line center and you get a second round pick in one of the deepest drafts of the past few years in 2020. Yo, that's good. That's great for Ottawa. I was really preparing for the future the way they should. They realized Absolutely. they messed up pretty bad, and now they're coming back, and they're doing this the right way. It might take them a few more years than they'd hope, but they're going to come back stronger than when they yeah, I, I think if they keep their pick for the following draft, I think they'll be in better shape than most people think because the not this draft, the next draft is going to be deeper. Oh, so, my dude. And I'd like to just, point just this imagine out. Just imagine Lafreniere on the Senators. I mean, come oh, on, man. Oh, man, right? No, that's all oh, Lafreniere is going to be so good. But I know we're showing Ottawa a lot of love. We're going to get back to the Rangers in just a second. But I have one last point to make about the Ottawa Senators here. Their foundation for their rebuild now, Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, Colin White, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Logan Brown, Eric Bronstrom, Maxime Lajoie, Vitaly Abramov, Jonathan Davidson, plus whatever picks they get this year, next year, and the year after, which they have stockpiles of picks in the draft, Good on you, Pierre Dorian. You're fixing your mistake with Matt Duchesne. Good for the Ottawa Senators, man. That's going to be a really fun team good, to watch for three Ottawa years Senator down the line. Brass right there, giving giving some trust in him. After yeah, for up. sure. They really they did look, give him trust, and I feel like if that was Jeff Gordon, he'd get like yelled out the building by all these fans. I'm sure he got his fair share up in Ottawa, but you know. If this if he was in New York, I don't know if he would have left. No, I don't think so. And like Kevin, that's a great point. They let Dorian. Uh, do what he wanted to do, and Ottawa is reaping the rewards now for it. So, back to our boys. Gotta, we'll move back to the Rangers. Two years ago, two years ago, they were in the hunt. They, 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 they were That's one true. series away from the, true. from the cup. That's true. They were very close, but so were we. And sometimes you, you need to accept that it's not going to happen. Um, but, wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, anyway, we're going to stop with the Sens now. Just last point I want to make. If, you know, Bronstrom is an amazing talent. If you don't think this is a home run for Ottawa, like, come on, guys. It's amazing. And I'm already seeing some tweets saying that Ottawa didn't hit a home run with this. They truly, truly did. Bronstrom is a franchise. He could be a franchise defenseman here for them. Anyway, moving on. Back to the boys in blue here. We all miss you already, Matt Zuccarello. Unfortunately, he even broke his arm his first game in Dallas when he was already heating up. They got yeah. a golden assist in his first game. Um, and a plus back three. To, plus three. Back to the point I made earlier, two first, two possible firsts for Matt Zuccarello. Two possible firsts. I mean, for a guy who's 31, UFA, who's going to command a, a, quite a bit of money. Honestly, good for good for uh, Jeff Gordon here. And I know JL, we're all very emotional about this. You wrote our very, you wrote the emotional piece on Zook for the site after the trade. What do you think about this, man? Do you do you like this return? 
I I am stoked with this return. Look, okay, I'm in the same boat as everyone else. I missed the guy. Okay, the guy was pretty much like I noted in my piece. He pretty much was the prototypical player you want on your team. He was tough. He was skilled. I mean, incredibly skilled player. He was persistent, and he was great on and off the ice. He embodied what it truly meant to be a New York Ranger. And I'm not just saying – I'm not saying what I said, you know, again, just to say it. I'm saying it because I actually believe it. I believe what I wrote. And it's going to be sad that, you know, ultimately he, he won't be coming back. So – you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a sad day to see Zuccarello go. You're so used to seeing players in certain uniforms. It's kind of like what happened with the Mets and David Wright uh, last September. You know, you're so used to seeing David Wright in a Mets uniform that it's just so foreign to not see it there anymore. Or uh, Mike Piazza in a different uniform. It's going to be like that with Zuccarello. It was like that with Brian Leach. It was like that with Adam Graves. Even Ryan McDonough last year. Time moves on. Players get old. You know, Zuccarello will always be tied to the Rangers. We'll be seeing him at the Garden almost every other time in the future. So, you know, the return they got from, which is the, the two conditional picks, I think that was a great move by Gordon. And here's the thing. A lot of people were getting upset about the move because they thought, hey, it wasn't according to uh, market value because, oh, everyone wanted a first with Zuccarello because, you know, we all see him play well. But the reality is, is that, you know, he that's pretty much what it was worth. You look at the Gustav Nyquist trade, which was another one that was uh, mentioned, uh, another one that happened over the weekend, and it's pretty much the same thing. You know, they traded two picks for him. So Jeff Gordon hit hit the market right where it should be. So at the end of the day, he was you know a candidate to cap, be a captain at one point. You know, best one of the best Rangers this franchise has had. But it was time to move on, and you know the return was fine. I had no problem with it. Kevin, how about you? What is your take on the Zook trade? Because it's such a hot topic among fans right now. You know, what are we – I personally, I love it. But what are your thoughts? For a player who was hurt a good chunk of the season, a player who didn't match his point totals from his usual – well, then again, you can make the argument that, you know, the Rangers are not competing this year. But the fact is, you know – he isn't hitting his stride like we usually saw. So, you know, last year, you know, Ant came on saying, you know, there was no trades on the board for, you know, Matt Zuccarello. There's no offers legitimately made for Matt Zuccarello last trade deadline. But, you know, still, there was interest last year. There wasn't significant interest where they would trade him because he had still had a year on his contract. But, you know, getting those conditions on there where one is – Still significantly, like pretty, pretty likely if they like now it might be a little hard to imagine because he's out for a month. But you know, if he re-signed with them, you know who doesn't like Max Zuccarello? You know, automatically like the stars were loving him. He came and scored two points. You know, it's kind of like when Derek Brassard came over from Columbus and just scored at will because you know, uh, Torts didn't have a second to get under his skin. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that, you know. He, but Matt Zuccarello is a special player. He's a fan favorite, obviously. But you have to realize just because you love him doesn't mean he's worth all that much to a fan base that doesn't really know him that much. You know, it's the same thing. It's like if mm-hmm. you were buyers, you're like, oh, why are we giving up a first-round pick and blah, blah, blah for blank? It's like, well, because he's a good player. And you're going to see all the negatives, and we only see the positives in him. 
So I thought it was a fair trade. The fact that we could potentially get two first-round picks, and, you know, I still get it. He's probably out a month a little bit more. But if he plays 50% of the games in the playoffs, which, you know, he might play all the games in the playoffs, and if they somehow make the Western Conference Finals, we get a first-round pick. It's not as bad as the Lightning trade where we, they have to win the Stanley Cup, which is ridiculous. But that seems more likely than anything now. But, yes. you know, it's it, 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 it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. I never wanted to see Zuccarell gone. I really wanted him to resign him. Now I don't just because it means it's better for our future in 2020. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I, we'll see what happens. And I hope Zuccarell gets better fast just to help the Dallas Stars. You know, you don't – I would hate to see that happen. Like, you know, let's say we traded for Keith Yandel and then he broke his leg. That would suck. I would hate, oh, would hate, uh, yeah. would hate that. So now, like, it's the same thing in Dallas. Everybody hates the trade only because Matt Zuccarello did what he always did and blocked shots. So, Guys, you know, it's not his fault the one time he blocks a shot, not counting uh, done a shot, um, you know, he gets significantly hurt. It's so, now 3.01 p.m. Uh, trade deadline is officially up. Uh, deals may trickle in. Remember, the McDonough trade wasn't officially announced until like, until like 3.34. 3.30. Yeah, so remember, uh, we could be seeing deals trickle in. Uh, Kevin Paul DuPont. Of the Boston Globe says the Bruins have picked up a veteran winger without yielding any prospects, although we are not sure who or what that type of deal is going to happen. So we'll see if anything, uh, we will see if anything transpires with that. Chris Kreider remains a New York Ranger per our New York Rangers source. Um, doesn't look like they decided to trade him as they shouldn't have. Um, I'm really guessing Gordon tried to pull hardball here with either David Poyle or even Kevin Sheveldayoff in Winnipeg. I'm sure he asked for Vasilainen or Tolvanen. Uh, you know, if you want someone like that, a 30-goal scorer, the Rangers would probably retain. Uh, and if you don't want a 30-goal scorer for two playoff runs at, two, at something like 2.3, 2.7 million, I don't know what to tell you. You really need to make sacrifices, and I don't think the Preds did very well today. I think the Preds are still – the Preds might be my biggest loser today because, honestly, I don't think Granlund gives you at all what Mark Stone could give you. I think Chris Kreider's a better player. I think Duchesne would have been a great fit for the Preds. But I think David Poyle, I think he kind of messed up a little bit here. I think with Granlund, uh, he's more of a complimentary type player. I, I didn't see why they needed to trade Kevin Fiala. It seems like Kevin Fiala's doing just fine over in Nashville. But, I mean, I guess yeah, we absolutely. see something in him yeah. that we don't. But um, I guess maybe they're just looking for a different type of player that could maybe push them over the edge. That's my way of seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get it. You know, you'd think with you'd think with – the, the arms race going on with all the teams that the Preds would really want to jump over someone. They didn't. They balked. And I think it's actually going to come back to bite them in the playoffs. But then again, we will definitely see. So next thing I would love to point out here, another huge piece that was not moved today or still no rumors about him being moving, just, you know, despite the not possibly slow news flow, uh, Wayne Simmons still on the Philadelphia Flyers here. Um, I'm kind of shocked, actually. I thought he'd be gone by now. I thought either Tampa or I think either Tampa or Toronto really would have made a nice push for him. Uh, kind of shocking here. Uh, I don't know if the Flyers are going to resign him, but Kevin, we'll start with you here. I don't know if the Flyers made the right decision not trading him here. Well, you know, they were asked for a lot. They were asked for a lot. I don't remember specifically what I saw, but I know it at least was the first round and like some significant prospect especially since he's at UFA next year. Um, you know, the Flyers, do they think that they have a chance to win? 
I mean, it's it just seems so <laughs> unlikely. It's just you know they're like this is this is the thing that I have a problem with, especially in the East. Like the West is different. You know, you can get to the Stanley Cup final in the West easier, but you're facing Tampa Bay no matter what if you're going to be good enough to get there. Um, if it's just it's just hard. Like Tampa Bay, there's no way I can't see Tampa Bay making the Stanley Cup final unless something significantly bad happens. You know, knock on wood. But you know, Philadelphia is only two points ahead of us in the standings which says a lot, and we sold off everybody we could that, you know, wasn't tied down by some sort of significant contract. Tampa Bay is just so much better than everybody else in the East. I was pretty surprised, pretty surprised there were a lot of teams, especially Columbus, going for it at this stage. And, you know, Columbus is different because they're pretty much dead after this season. They're, they're going to be a completely different team. They're going to be terrible next year. I already know it. It's just, you know... Philadelphia should have just gave it to somebody else, gave it to somebody in the West, taking something for nothing. They're getting literally nothing. Unless something yeah. happens in the next 30 minutes, they're getting nothing for this veteran forward who could score. He plays both wings. He's a good addition, and apparently he's a good locker room guy too. You know, why not add that veteran depth for, you know, some combination of picks and prospects? It's just Philadelphia thinks they can get in. That's good for them. I just don't see it happening. Uh, no, not at all. Um Moving so you know if anything else breaks we'll pop it in here but I'd like to discuss what the Rangers got for Kevin Hayes. Uh, Kevin Hayes is now a Winnipeg Jet, and in return the Rangers get Brandon Lemieux. They get a first round pick in the 20, 2019, right? It's a twenty nineteen pick, not a twenty twenty pick. No, I believe it's, uh, so. It's a twenty twenty first yeah. rounder, twenty nineteen first rounder. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and if the Jets win the Cup, we get a fourth in twenty twenty. I believe. I thought this was a great trade. Um, I really thought it was a great trade for the Rangers. Uh, you know, the the dreams we had of acquiring someone like Vesalainen or Tolvanen for him were kind of crushed. You know, he's he's a rental at the end of the day. Um, first round pick, boom. I'm, I was on, I would honestly I would have just been okay with that. But Brendan Lemieux, he's a guy. We'll see what he could do with a little more ice time on a rebuilding team. Uh, put up some decent numbers for the for the Jets, but hasn't played all that much this year. And look, if you get another pick in 2020, the 2020 draft is in the, is going to be a ridiculous draft. More capital, more things going for the New York Rangers. I think, honestly, for those out there saying, oh, we got fleas, Kevin Hayes, this and that, let's remember something. Kevin Hayes is having the best season of his career this year. He's never been this kind of player before. We've never seen this from him. He's going to be the second-line center in Winnipeg. He's going to get a chance to play with Lion and Ehlers, most likely. Good on him. I, we, honestly, I wish him the best of luck, too. I hope we find success there, as I wish all the former New York Ranger players find success where they are. But point being, we did a great job here. Props to GM Jeff Gordon for getting a first for him and getting a prospect in Lemieux and possibly another pick. JL, we'll start with you on this one. Kevin Hayes, we knew it was coming. Do you like the return? I I don't like it. I love it. And I'll tell you why. Kevin Hayes is probably never going to reach the same type of production. Now, that's not a knock on him per se, but he's getting a little older. Now, that being said, would I have wanted him to stay a Ranger? Sure. But the money that he was commanding, I think I was hearing seven million for seven years. No way. Sorry. You know. So do you think about it? They got a first round pick, which is obviously the you know the bulk of. Oh wait, deal. sorry. Don't mean to say anything, but apparently the Nashville Predators traded for Wayne Simmons. Oh, oh boy. Oh, that's wow. just now. For it doesn't there say was... what they got, but 
The Flyers trade Wayne Simmons wow. to the National Predators to be determined nope. on TSN nope. site. So, you know, I'm not going to not gonna take any uh, – I'm going to just say it. I'm not gonna, yeah, no, we'll see. Wow. We'll see what's going to happen with that. That's the second time it happened. Oh, right oh God. Yeah, wow. <laughs> see, Next listen to us. <laughs> They're listening to us. Things are going down. We are in the lead. We wow. Are, we are, this is we interesting. Are some, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh-oh, wow. As John Shannon from Sportsnet reports, there are lots of trades in the queue at NHL Central Registry. Trades are going to be announced. We're going to have all of them popping up for you guys over the next hour. We are going to be here talking trades. So let's keep going here. Okay. So, now, trades, awesome. now let's, <laughs> so, uh, let's back put this to in Kevin perspective for a second. Okay, so before, mm-hmm. so I, I want to say something after I finish my point on Kevin Hayes. So Okay, go, go right ahead. Now, so now with the return, the first round pick is obviously the, the the bread and butter here. But if you look at a guy like Brendan Lemieux, you know, I, I when I found out the trade was announced, I knew about him a little bit. But I didn't really know about his game too much. I took some time out earlier this morning to look him up, and I read that David Quinn he likes his style of play. Now we're always talking about the Rangers looking for someone who's a little more gritty, and I'm telling you. This is one of the guys I think could potentially fit the bill. We had Cody McLeod. We had Aaron Ashton. We had Tanner Glass. We had Jody Shelley. All these people who were tough, but they didn't have skill. It seems like Lemieux has some kind of skill. So you put him on a third line or a fourth line to be a bit of a banger, you know, have him chuck knucks here and there. And I think Oh, Jail, I got to cut you off, man. Sorry. Bob McKenzie oh, yeah, has Mark Stone. Yeah. Mark Stone just signed an eight-year deal with the Vegas Golden Knights for nine and a half mil a year. Wow. Woo-hoo-hoo. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> Wow. Marcus Johansson traded per source, apparently, too, to the Boston Bruins. We oh. see what goes on oh, there, my too. God. Where is this coming oh. from? Where are these trades? These trades are popping <laughs> Wow, this just got oh, real man. interesting real fast. Yeah, oh, man. All Can't right, so as, as details first, come actually, in, but... so, JL, I'd like you to get through your thoughts, Kevin Hayes. I, I apologize for interrupting you. Go no, ahead. No, 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 you're good. You're good. No, don't worry <laughs> about it. So pretty much the, 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 the moral here is is that, you know, the Rangers did well. They got a guy who's tough, and if he doesn't pan out, they still got something of value for Kevin Hayes. And – this now gives Leah Sanderson more time to, you know, grow into his role as one of the centers on this team. Now, going on to the Nashville Predators, you talk about them being quote-unquote losers. Now with, this, um, now with this trade for Simmons, they're it's not too much of a watch now for David Poyle because now he's really going in on it. And apparently, we just, I just got a message. Uh, you guys could see it too. Michael Delzato has just been dealt to St. Louis. Ooh. Um, uh, so, but to, to wow, this, go back, like oh, this. and the return for Simmons is apparently Ryan Hartman in a pick. Wow. Oh, that that seems, honestly, if the pick's not a first, that's kind of weak. Like, I like yeah, Ryan Hartman as a player. I think he's a really solid player. He's a great energy guy, can ship in a goal here or there, and me and him have the same initials. So, I mean, I got, we got that going for each other, too. But uh, that's why I like him also. But point being, Wayne Simmons, I don't know. I feel like Wayne Simmons could have gotten more, more than that. Man, David Poyle really playing hardball with people, though, here. Like, this, yeah. you know, no Tolvanen, no Fabro. We'll see where this pick lies. But this, if this isn't a first-round pick, I'm – I can go back saying, wow, David Poyle, good job. 
You you you've listened to us. You didn't like us calling you losers. You changed it around. Good on you. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'll make some good trades for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But uh, anyway, but yeah, no. So, oh yes. Continue. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were talking. I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> yeah, but um. Of course. So, but but to go back to to the point about Nashville, they they just got better. You know, Simmons. Granted, he has an injury history. He's a big guy. He's a strong skater. Uh, he's a talented forward, power forward. You know, good on the pen, good on the power play, but also used on the penalty kill. He's had some injury history, but for the Predators who already have a ton of skill on that team, I mean, for goodness sake, how do they fit all these people on that team? I mean, it's crazy yeah. enough. They have Philip Forsberg and, and Ryan Johansson, but then they have Yossi Ellis. And PK Subban? Come Honestly, on. You know what you do now? You just can't blame Simmons in front of that on that power play and let Johansson, Arvidsson, and Forsberg patrol the middle and have PK Subban at the point for the bomb. Man, that's going to be yeah. something to watch now in Nashville. Also, this Absolutely. just in Pittsburgh has something in the trade queue. Not sure what it is yet, but as reported oh, by, boy. hang on. My Twitter just refreshed. I hate when it does that, when I didn't read it. But um, there is, is a the pretty sure beat writer from <laughs> Pittsburgh, uh, Jason Mackey. Uh, is a writer for the Pens. He write, he's a Penguins beat writer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Reports that the Penguins do have a move in the Central Registry queue, and we're waiting to hear what it is. So that is wow, some thanks. Penguins making moves at the deadline. I don't, It's not big, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so, second year in a row, second year after the letter drops for the Rangers, uh, we now have a chance to have four first-round picks in the first round in 2019. If Dallas gets to the Western Conference Final, and if Tampa wins the cup, we add two more. Right now, we have ours, and we have the Winnipeg Jets. Remember, this, a lot of, we probably won't make what a lot, all of these picks that we have. A lot of these will be packaged. A lot of we can always move up. If there's someone they like, we combine with a player. I mean, look, what I would ultimately do, you guys feel free to disagree with me here. Chris Kreider, you know, I've been advocating for a trade for him. I don't think he's going to be the type of player who's going to be effective once the rebuild really uh, hits the peak. Uh, I would kind of try to package him with maybe one or two of the first that we ultimately have move back up into the top 15, maybe top 10 if the team wants to bite. I think that'll be a really interesting thing to do. We obviously we lose two first, but if you can gain two top 10 or two top 15 picks in this, in this draft, I think you got to go for it. Eh, I, I, I have to disagree with you. I think stop your love the- for Kreider. He's done here. Well, well, my thing is, is that you look you look at this rebuild, okay, or the retool or whatever you want to call it, and all good teams have strong veteran forwards, and Chris Kreider has exceeded everyone's wildest expectations on how he fit into David Quinn's system this year. So I don't think it's particularly right to just throw away a veteran guy for a bunch of future picks that may or may not pan out. It's a given for Kreider to be here. We know what he can bring. Well, and JL, to that I'll say, big, but still. To that I'll say, what if it's a player that, that someone like they can zone in on that they were really like, okay, for example, let me give you a, um, what if, okay, what if we're like pick 10 or pick 11, Bone Byram's still on the board. At this point, the Rangers, let's say they've already picked and we have someone like, for argument's sake, we have someone like a Dylan Cousins or a Vasily Colson or someone like that, right? We have one of those big guys on our roster already. Down to pick 10, if Bowen Byram's still there to shore up our defense, do you target the best defenseman in the draft and see if you can make a trade to get up to get him? I don't know. 
It all depends on how the defensive situation is for the team. The Rangers have a lot of good defensive prospects to go off of. And by the by the time, maybe one of these guys might actually be halfway decent. And maybe they have a veteran guy. Let's just say they sign Eric Carlson somehow. That just it's just for the conversation point only. Oh, so, breaking news! Would, breaking news! Oh, Wayne Simmons deal is Ryan Hartman and a fourth round pick. If the Predators, I believe, there's a condition. There is a condition here. Um, oh man, it refreshed again. Damn, but I believe <laughs> I think the the Predators either have to win a round or two, or let's see here. Uh, well, the Predators, there's a condition where that fourth turns into a third. David Poyle ends up not giving up Tolvin and Fabro or a first-round pick, and he gets Wayne Simmons. I think the Flyers just got crushed here. That, well, I don't know. They, they got something for nothing. Their asking no, price but is too high to begin with. And I, I, that's the fact crazy. that they got literally anything before the deadline was over is just good for Wayne Simmons and good for the and good for the – Flyers because, you know, do you think he's going to resign with a team that, you know, might not be good next year? So, you know, it's, it's, uh, if the question. Predators make it to the second round, it becomes a third. Oh, that's yeah. It. yeah, that's, that's it. it. That, is, that is very, very shocking to me, honestly. That is extremely shocking that the Flyers did not get a better deal for Wayne Simmons. Wow. No, that's. Oh, also, I'd like to point out. Michael Furland stays in Carolina. Dougie Hamilton stays in Carolina. Justin Falk stays in Carolina. I am actually shocked that the Carolina Hurricanes did not make a bigger move. The the fact their team is in the playoff hunt playing extremely well, you know, I'm kind of confused why GM Don Waddell didn't make a big move here. You have a surplus of right-handed defensemen. Trade one of them, get a pick out of there, and try to get an offensive player to play with Sebastian Ajo here. He might be he might be just, you know, thinking long term instead of just now. The only people that are going anywhere next year are Greg McKegg, Tim Williams, and Michael Froland. And, you know, like you just said, you know, they didn't trade him, maybe they want to re sign him. You know, he's due for a raise, but you know, probably not gonna be a significant one. At least, you know, in the ter- and if they don't want to give up that much money for him, they have a lot of guys in the pipeline right now. They have a lot of RFI RFAs for next year that they need to re sign. And, you know, they have a lot of money to play with next year. So maybe they're thinking, you know, let's keep our picks and let's, you know, realize that you might, we might not beat Tampa. I'm going to keep bringing it back to this. That's the goal. You have to beat Tampa. Yeah, the only team Tampa. that seems like yeah. they actually did that in the Eastern Conference is Columbus. So it's Columbus versus Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, if it goes that way. But, you know, they probably think, you know, let's not give up too much. Their rebuild is pretty much – almost over, why sacrifice that for maybe getting to the second round next year, this year? Look, I just, I don't know. I don't think, well, I guess we'll see. I, I like the points you make, but we'll see what happens. I mean, ultimately, I just really felt like there could have been more there, but who knows? Um, also, so, yep. Also, uh, you know who also is a big loser today? The Calgary Flames. Oh, yeah, the Flames. That's a good one. you got to think of it this way. James Neal's hurt for who knows how long, maybe a couple weeks. Those are some significant weeks to make up. And the Western Conference standings are a lot more tight than the Eastern Conference. You know, give it, give it a, you know, not as bad. You know, you know, the Vegas only has 70 points, essentially. And Calgary has 85. 
But you know, you could drop off in the next few weeks. You don't. You not. You're not necessarily given that first spot in the Pacific. They might be second in points in the whole league, but you know, they're still they're still a good amount. Like they're still 13 points away from the Boston Bruins. Uh, officially get Marcus Johansson from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I think the return is a second-round pick. Pretty good okay. for Marcus so, Johansson. Well, Pretty I mean, good I for the New Jersey Devils. The round, that makes up for the second-round pick they gifted to the Rangers last year. So, Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> some of the best news of the day, doesn't look like the New York Islanders did anything today. So, Wow. They did well, not get better. They did nothing. Did nothing. You know, you would think that with the team being where they are, you'd show a little faith in your club and try to get them something else. Maybe not go crazy, but some reinforcements, but absolutely nothing. Well, maybe maybe yeah. this is a precursor for them trying to sign Panarin because they uh, – Yeah, I'm too bad it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, they could, they could always offer it. I mean, they, they will have well, – you know, they, they'll have to move some cap, but, you know, they could probably potentially figure out a way to do it. I'll say this about Artemi Panarin on July 1. There's something that we can do and that L.A. can do that a lot of other NHL franchises can. Toronto could do it too, but they just don't have the cap space for it at this point. Uh, our, our good buddy Jim pointed this out for me the other day, is that uh, the New York Rangers are a huge, huge market team and either the top or second most highest uh, of the richest franchise in the league every year. They can just give Panarin a lot of that money in signing bonuses and give him ridiculous money in the, and they can front load the deal. A lot of other teams can't do that. Even if they can, you know, even if he signs with Tampa or Florida and they can get him at, you know, a slightly less AAV because of the tax-free rules of the state. But at some point, you know, the Rangers can just throw all this kind of signing bonus front loaded money at him. Why wouldn't he do that? Getting that big check. And that's also lockout protection if that does happen as well. That's, Guys, what do you think? <laughs> I was letting no, go. I, I no, <laughs> no I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just scrolling through just to see if there's uh, anything else. Just for the record, for everyone to hear, uh, Delzato is going to the Blues for a sixth round pick. Go ahead, Kevin. Sixth round pick. Okay. So, as much as I want Panarin here, and as much as I don't mind them spending that much money on him, because what do we? What do we have? What's, what's our cap for next year? If, this is under the impression. This is under the uh, It's just if we don't sign anybody, we have 57 million in our cap. You know, that's a good amount to have to sign someone like that, especially if you're gonna front load the contract. But the problem is, you have. Well, I I don't see us keeping Clayson as much as you know a lot of people want to. I just don't see him getting a big deal out of this year. Um, you know, Aunt Tony D is gonna get a good deal. Neil Pionk is gonna get a Pretty hefty deal. Uh, Brendan Lemayu, Lemayu, making baseball here, buddy. By the way, right now the, com- the complete, the complete Marcus Johansson trade. Not just a second round pick in nineteen goes to New Jersey, but a fourth round pick in twenty twenty as well. Bruins pay a condition? lot for Marcus Johansson. No, Are it's not conditional condi- either. No, there's no uh, conditions. Oh, okay, interesting. Brendan Lemayu is an RFA at the end of this year. By the way. Okay. So, just to, just to add another trade guy, that came in. Oh. Yeah, Dale. Yeah. Matt Hendricks traded to the Jets. 
minor trade, but figured I'd mention it. So no, and that's that's good. another that's another big trade. That's it's a trade to the Jets or from the Jets? Traded to the Jets. Oh, so he goes back to Winnipeg. Yeah, he was on Winnipeg yeah, last season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, good for him. He was actually like a really like I know they like him a lot there in Winnipeg. So um, also, good for by him. the way, another thing another thing to mention too. Um, uh, Zach, our editor in chief, wants credit for feeding us this stuff on our Facebook chat. So yeah, there you go, Zach. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really check the Facebook chat. I was just trusting Russell that he was looking at all the um, all the Twitter feeds. I am looking too. I have Twitter. I'm going through Twitter like crazy right now. Yeah, I'm going. But, yeah, likewise. I can't so, believe you gave yeah. him a producer credit. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. So I mean, trades are going to keep trickling through. We'll keep analyzing them as they come through. Uh, next one I'd like to get to, um, back to what you said, Kevin, about Calgary. Calgary is supposedly in on Hayes and on Zuccarello and on all the big guys, Stone, and they I'm get quieter, nothing done. Everything. What do you guys think held the Calgary Flames up from doing possibly more? Like, do you think it was – like, what do you think these asking prices were? Because I'm sure the Flames could have done something here. They're first in the West. That's why they didn't do anything. They have – a pretty hefty amount of cap right now. Uh, let me just double check that because I just had their page up. Yeah, they're they're sitting right against that cap hit. I think they're they have no room to spare, and if they wanted anything, they would have to get rid of a good amount of people. Um, look, it, it comes down to the money here. They really couldn't afford to do it, and if they did, it was probably going to be getting rid of somebody significant in return that, you know, they probably would have had to take some cap back anyway. But, look, they have a good team. They have a pretty good team. They're down to cap. They're, their pick situation's a little rough right now. They're, they only have, I think, four picks or five picks in this draft. But, you know, they're all from different – some of them are for different teams. They don't have a second-round pick. And I think the Flames just realized this is the team that we have. This is how well we're playing. James Neal is going to be back to the playoffs. They're most likely going to make the playoffs. I don't see them – the only the worst case scenario is they have a wild card spot, but you know they're gonna they're gonna be here and they're gonna they're they're here to stay. And I guess they thought this is the team that we want to roll with. And like yeah, I said, but I, I think, think I said this last year too. I said the Flames are gonna be good, and they're good. It's just you know they didn't have that they didn't have enough room to be better, and that's gonna that's probably gonna negatively affect them down the road, especially especially with these teams loading up. But we'll see. Yeah, I was I was just about to say JL said it in our in our group chat. But as Darren Dreger says, Central Registry is jammed up right now with all the trades that still have to go through. Who knows what we could see within the next few minutes here. But hopefully it's some cool Absolutely. stuff. Um, I mean, apparently the Rangers are done for the day, says Rick Carpinello and a number of other beat writers. So don't think a Kreider trade is in the works. But apparently a lot of people are saying there's more to come for the Jets here. So we'll see if the Jets have made a big move. Um, I hope – I mean, look – the Jets got Kevin Hayes. They did their kind of like big. They wanted to get a second line center. They got him. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think the Jets are doing here? What do you What do you think they need? I think they. I think they just need uh, maybe one more defenseman. To be honest, that team is so stacked beyond any of anything that we can currently see right now. So I think maybe they get one more <laughs> defenseman. I think they'll be fine. To be honest, I mean, outside of Bufflin, uh, it's kind of. Not shaky, because they're a good team regardless. But I just think what Winnipeg is trying to do is just trying to get some more depth, trying to stack up on certain areas so that, you know, once playoff time comes, we all know they're making the playoffs. You know, they can, they can you know, 
finally get over the hump. It's like it's kind of like Winnipeg and Nashville are kind of in the same boat. They they're there, but they can't seem to find a way to get over the hump. You know, Nashville's had a little more um, you know more chances to go at it, but um, it seems like you know Winnipeg you know, has kind of faltered when it needed the most. So they're getting these glue guys that can come in. So hopefully that'll you know help things out for them at least. Okay, this is something that I need to. Okay, this, Zach, I'm definitely giving Zach the credit on this one because I don't, I don't follow Travis Yost on Twitter. Oh, I should. Boy. NHL Network just dropped that the Columbus Blue Jackets inquired about Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> they, they, they really, really had even more ready wow. to go. But look, if I'm being honest here, that's not a team I want getting Henrik Lundqvist because the prospects there are just not what Henrik Lundqvist. You know, that's not what I'd want from them. Like if you're not giving me, if I'm not getting back our time Panarin, honestly, no, <laughs> just no. We got another trade, by the way. Eric oh, we do. Jail. From Van- Vancouver to Pittsburgh, Eric Branskin, which is Ooh. trade for what? What's the return? They haven't said anything yet, but Bob McKenzie just announced it on TSN trade center and the tweet just went out. Ooh. Wow, that's you know, Good Branson has a lot. You know, he he was thought to be a lot more than what he is. I'll say that. But for what he can do as a third pair guy, I think that's a really nice thing for Pittsburgh for these playoffs coming up. I think he's one of the more skilled guys on a bottom pair D, to be honest. And he's big, so I think that that helps them out. He's good for them. Wow, I'm too. I'm still kind of in shock about this Henrik Lundqvist thing. No, same. What could you have possibly gotten? I don't know. From Honestly, Columbus. if we think about that, what would you have even wanted from Columbus? Yeah. That, well, obviously, but I think the only reason that they would out. want him is probably just because he's under team control for some reason. I don't know. If That's shocking to me. If, if Columbus were to make a trade for Bob, um, not for Bob, for Henrik, rather, they, Bobrovsky would have to be coming back. Obviously. Oh, yeah, that, I, there's no doubt about and, it, and, yeah. And then possibly, maybe our Timmy Panarin's in that trade. Crazy as it sounds, but this, I the Rangers like if, that, pri- if they were sellers at that point, if they sold uh, and, and they sold all their significant assets, then we wouldn't get Panarin. You know, they you just saw all these trades that they made to buy and, you know, win now. You know, why would you get rid of Panarin if you're getting Henrik Lundqvist? There's no way that would happen. It makes no sense. You have your, you're giving away no, your best player for a goaltender that's going to stick around for two more years. Then, then who's to say Henrik Lundqvist even waves his no, no movement clause for that? It's just, I mean, yeah, like, no, you can sure. acquire all you want, but there's no realistic way that was going to happen unless we got, what, their other two picks for this year? Yeah, no. We weren't getting their last two picks, and we weren't getting anything next year. They're, I don't know. It's just, it just seems so unlikely that would have happened. I get that it, they inquired, but... Gordon is probably like, yeah, there's no way you're getting this unless you're giving me this, 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 this. And also, this just, wasn't going to happen. This just in from Yarmo Kekalainen, uh, being interviewed uh, at the press conference, says that he was ne- he never got close to trading Artemi Panarin. Nothing was even remotely close to what he wanted back. I, just I mean, what does that going. tell you? I mean, look, what does that tell you there? That means teams are trying to lowball him, and he was like, no, not a chance. But, no, uh, I mean that's good. Uh, also, Lou Lamarello says no we're, 
I have no idea. Look that up. <laughs> look it up. But anyway, Jack, look it up. Uh, Lou Lamorello says, we weren't going to sacrifice our plan. You don't do something just for the sake of doing it. We're pleased with where we are. Well, Lou, enjoy your first round exit, buddy. <laughs> see, they, see, this is the problem. This is the problem that the Devils had for a very long time. Was they were they they build this solid team, and then by the way, before uh, I go on to that point, uh, the trade for uh, Vancouver and Pittsburgh is Tanner Pearson for Eric Branson. So, oh wow! So um, the Pens flip Tanner Pearson. They don't even want to keep him the whole season. That's interesting. But um, huh. very interesting. No, that's that's interesting indeed. I, I figured they would have kept Tanner Pearson considering they traded. I would have Carl too. Adlin, yeah, I'm correct. Um, they did. They traded. Yeah, exactly. Point, but, but to go to my point about about Lou, you know, for many for a very long time, and, and I've had a lot of Devils fans come and tell me about this. They say, yeah, you know, they put together a good team. They just don't put enough for it to actually go over the hill. It's like he's still thinking putting together a team like in 2003. Like his mindset is still from 2002, 2003. So. Uh, kind of like blows your mind a little bit because they're the only real skill player that stands out to them or that they have to everyone else's Matt Barzell. So, I mean, everyone else is either inexperienced or they're great guys. So, yeah, could they rough and tough for you in, in like a, a playoff series for a couple of games? But, yeah, but you put them against a team like Pittsburgh, for example, they're just going to get washed. So, the Islanders should have been a little more active. So, but, you know, good for us. So Yeah. Also, I'd really like to point <laughs> out, a lot of people are, you know, tweeting about this Henrik Lundqvist thing, rumors that, you know, the that the, the Blue Jackets inquired about him. I honestly have no idea what that deal would have looked like. They have no picks left. Who are you going to give us? Who who do they think was even worth that they have left at this point for Henrik Lundqvist? Like, it, it's just shocking. It's just shocking to me. You know, you get all these things saying, like, oh, they inquired. They could have just asked what you would be willing to give up. Yeah, but, like, realistically, Kevin, honestly, realistically here, what what could they – what honestly did they think they had that they could have gotten? If if they were – if they literally asked them this afternoon, what can you – what can we get for Harold Lundquist or what can you give up for Harold Lundquist, there'd be nothing. If they asked, you know, before Matthew Shane was traded, then, yeah, it's completely different. But, you know, it's it's not – uh, another tidbit from our good friend Jim. The Vegas Golden Knights in their first year drafted Cody Glass, Nick Suzuki, and Eric Bronstrom. Two of those three are gone. Nick Suzuki is now a Montreal Canadiens prospect, and Eric Bronstrom is now going to form a scary top pair in Ottawa with Thomas Shabbat within the next few years. Good luck getting any pucks past that. You know, it's going to be uh, so ridiculous that they have those two. Um, anyway, yeah. Cody Glass if it is the lone first rounder. Yeah. Cody Glass is the lone first rounder left from Vegas from their inaugural draft. That's a little shocking to me, but I guess they're just straight up going for it. (sighs) Nothing else pouring in right now. I'm trying to see if anything else is going on. I think we finally may be at the end of breaking news. Make a conversation here if you. Yeah, go right ahead. Which would be interesting. The Rangers have four forwards that are going to be USA's next year. Two that are going to be RFAs, and then whoever else they sign, depending on you know this next off season. Those four are Chris Kreider, Vlad Nemestikov, Jimmy VC, and Jesper Fast. At this point, if you were to you're you know telling the future, how many of those guys stay past next season? 
I don't know. I'm the impression that we're yeah. still into the rebuild. We're sellers at the deadline. You know, obviously it's a true rebuild. No, if you think we're contending next year, come on. You got to be realistic. You no, we are not contending next year. Like unless a miracle happens that we get Jack Hughes and somehow you know Dallas gets to the second round. I mean the the, the Western Conference Finals and then you know the Lightning win the Cup and we trade all those three picks that we have at the end of the draft for the second overall pick and we get Capacaco. It's never gonna happen. This is not. There's no way. Oh. You know what? It is gonna happen. happen. It is. <laughs> Yeah, also, don't forget, Bucinavich is also an yeah. RFA. But Ru- so. Russell, would you like mm. most likely? You know, you're saying that Chris Carter can go at the draft. Like any of these guys can really go at the draft if you're being realistic. You know, but if if you were Jeff Gordon, and you're like, okay, I have these guys that are UFAs. You know, let's say you all, you signed all your RFAs to like two, three year deals. These are the only guys left. And you know, let's say we re-sign Ryan Strom. I like the way Ryan Strom has been playing. A lot of people also like the way he's been playing. So he's signed until let's say 2022. So you have these four guys. What are you going to do with them? Do you trade them earlier, or do you wait until you know next next year at this time and trade all four of these guys for picks again, especially in a deeper draft in 2020? Or do you think that some of these guys can go further with you? Honestly, it all depends. It, it really, truly all depends on where the Rangers pick is this summer. And I know that's kind of a lot riding on one pick, but guys, you have to realize here, this team gets one, two, or three. That means franchise center, franchise winger, possibly another franchise winger, and there's two more franchise centers waiting. The Rangers, if the Rangers get a top five pick, we're golden. We are so golden, and that could accelerate this rebuild even further because you guys love Zibanejad. You guys love Kravtsov. You guys are going to fall in love with Kirby Dak or Dylan Cousins or Vasily Colson or Capo Cago or especially Jack Hughes. This, If they get a top five pick, things get accelerated and management will know that now look at this if we have four first round picks if they make four first round picks well, all right let's take a look at this really second we go on mock let's do let's do let's do a mock draft really quick here we're doing this and, and to be honest with you where do you guys think is a safe bet to say winnipeg and winnipeg camp and dallas give me spots where you think that they'll land and then we can do a little mock right here oh okay um what do you guys think hmm. are safe spots for, you know, for them to – I would say Dallas – Where do you think they're realistically going to get a pick? I would say um, Dallas has a chance time, to be in the I late I think team. they would get, to be honest, seven or eight. If they make – well, remember, if Dallas makes the Western Conference final. That means they're one of the four last teams in, in the NHL. So that will be around 28 to 31. Tampa Bay wins, we're going to mm-hmm. get 31. Um, Winnipeg, we have their pick. Winnipeg, if they drop out in round one and get smoked, we could have something in the high 20s, people. Like, like I mean, early 20s, which would be great. So, if you look at it that way, right, and then the Rangers get a top five pick. So, the Rangers, let's say, for sake of argument, we get top five pick, we get one of Hughes, Kako, Coles, and Cousins, or Dak. Right there. Boom. A fran- franchise caliber player right off the bat. You go down into the 20s and 30s, you're still going to see guys there like Cole Caulfield, Raphael Lavoie, um, you know, Bobby Brink, who's been tearing it up for Sioux City in the USS, USHL. Nolan Foote from Kelowna is probably still going to be there. Nils Hoglander from AIK and the Olsman's Con is still going to be there. Um, Artemi Kanaizev from Kazan in the KHL is going to be there. A great defensive prospect. Like, I'm telling you guys, there's value. They could always trade up. I mean, look, what if the Rangers want someone like an Arthur Kaliev and you say, hey, hey, Minnesota, Philly, one of these middle teams, 
or Bowen Byram even, one of these middle teams in the, in the, in the high teens or, the, or, you know, maybe a little early in the 20s. If a guy's still there, trade two or three of the picks. Get your guy. Get a Kaliev to go along with another franchise player. There are so many possibilities going into this, and i got to give Jeff Gordon an F-plus over the past year and a half since the letter came out. You really, you really need to applaud this guy. You, tr- truly, you really need to applaud what he's doing to help this team. By the way, before I, before I make a statement about that, uh, mm-hmm. Larry Brooks. Larry Brooks just tweeted a minute ago that the story of the Jackets inquiring about Henrik Lundqvist is not accurate. Mm, okay, interesting. Now I mean, we're, we're, there, now, goes, there goes now, five minutes of our podcast down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have a we have a little bit of confusion here going on. And uh, actually, I was I was. Uh, it's funny that this is mentioned, and Please, I was listening I to I was listening to Spit and Chicklets earlier today, and and um, Paul Bissonnette was talking about uh, you know. The, the whole he was talking about Brent Seabrook and and, and uh, going out that uh, he wanted to either refute his um, no trade clause or whatever and there's always this disconnect either between reporters agents and players so you'll hear one thing especially nowadays with social media being so prevalent you'll hear one thing then it gets refuted the next and then something comes up that it's true and then it's not but you know but to to just make a point about Jeff Gordon and, and the things that he's done over the last couple of you know last year and a half. You know, a lot of people are really down on this rebuild. They think that everything is kind of, oh, everything's going down the crap and we're going to be bad like the Maple Leafs for years to come. No, that's not how it is, okay? What he's doing is he's getting assets as quickly as possible for things that weren't going to last. And the fact that they're, the fact that they're in this situation and there's still a 500 team just says that this team is going to be good in the next year and a half. He's obviously done a really good job at getting assets, but he's also done a really good job at getting the team to continue to play hard under David Quinn. So he brings in Quinn to reinforce that. So if you have any problems with this, you know, rebuild or with what they've done over the last year and a half, then you're insane. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound crass, but you're crazy. Because this honestly should have happened earlier. But we're getting what we're getting, and, you know, uh, now we have to, you know, deal with it. And so far, it's gone pretty well. And also, real quick, another trade has just uh, been given to us. Nate Bullyu of the Buffalo Sabres is going to Winnipeg for a six-round pick. Makes sense since they acquired Brandon Montour the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, they didn't really they, – they, there was an expendable guy. Bullyu's expressed, I believe, in the past that he wanted a bigger role. So good for him. I think uh, Winnipeg will give him a good shot. Also, uh, Rangers have confirmed on their official Twitter that we did acquire Julius Bergman in the trade for Adam McQuaid. So not only do you get two picks for Adam McQuaid, you get a 23-year-old. Is he right? Yeah, 23-year-old right-handed defenseman who uh, played for for Lunda, played for the London Knights, Worcester Sharks of the AHL, put up some decent numbers. Jeff Gordon turned a seventh defenseman, basically, into a 23-year-old with for two more picks. You, you once again, you gotta love what this guy is doing. Absolutely, agreed, hundred percent. He's making the best of this situation. You know, we saw what he did in Boston. You know, we see that he can make these trades. You know, I feel like the biggest downfall for Jeff Gordon is, you know, the, the people he signed, as good as they are, they end up just falling off the face of the planet. You know, Brendan Smith. We thought how great. Brendan Smith was during that offseason after we got him from the from the Red Wings. Honestly, yeah, I'll say this before you continue. I, I can't fault him for that because when Brendan no, Smith first no, got here with Brady Shea, 
he was in a like that pair was shutting people down. I thought that pair was going to be the best pair we had. I thought that was the future of the Rangers. And when we signed Shattenkirk, I was like, this is great. All those all those signings that he made, I thought were great signings at the time. And it's not his fault for buying these guys. You know, he's like, I don't want them to. I don't want that. These bad and bad signings. They're not bad signings though. They're just unlucky signings. You know, Shattenkirk gets hurt last year. Shattenkirk's not playing the way he's supposed to. He's not a defensive defenseman. He's an offensive defenseman, and we have too many of those on the Rangers. It's just, you know, that's why you sign Brendan Smith, because you're thinking his defense is going to make up for the lack of scoring, and then you're going to have all these scoring def- defensemen, and, you know, they're going to join the rush. He's going to stay back, all this kind of stuff. It's just it hasn't played out that way, and that's why we're sellers this year and last year. And it's just Winnipeg that keeps that's adding, scenario, by the right? way, another trade for the Winnipeg Jets. They acquire – from the Florida Panthers, I forget what his first name is, but Darren Dreger's reporting. I'm sure someone will pop the first name up in a second. I believe they got another defenseman. Um, last name, Kaselovich, if anyone could help me out here. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys know his first name, but I believe he's a defenseman. So Winnipeg's stocking up on some depth defenders here at the deadline. Well, what was I saying? Kaselovich's so, yeah, first name is Bogdan. really trying to get, go all in right now. Bogdan Kiselovich. There we go. Russian Thank kid. you, Joe. Defenseman. Defenseman, right? Yeah. Russian That's kid. Yep. Wow. Nice. Good on them. Good on them. So, look, I guess they're listening, too, because I had said earlier that they should bulk bolster up on the back end, and that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Everybody's listening. That's, that's the truth now. <laughs> yeah, David, David Poyle stuck it to you, though, Russ. That's pretty funny. So I thought that was good. Great. David Poyle, if you're out there <laughs> listening, man, sorry I called you a loser, but like at the same time, lit a fire under you, huh? You got Wayne Simmons, so good for you. Um, I think I am kind of glad. Get bumped up a little bit. The fires get bumped up a little bit. Um, so do you guys think? Uh, obviously, Brendan Lemieux, Brendan Lemieux stays with the New York Rangers. There were some rumors that he could be flipped. Um, I'm actually pretty excited to see what this kid could do with some more ice time. Well, he's definitely going to get it. And I, just to bring something else up, what, going off of what you said, JL, about how good the Rangers actually are playing recently, and, you know, they're still a 500 team. Uh, I forgot who said I think it was Bobby Ziotti in our, in one of the writers here. Um, he said earlier today that, look, they're winning these games, and Zuguro wasn't in the lineup, Hayes wasn't in the lineup, and McQuaid wasn't in the lineup yesterday <coughs> against the Devils. Oh, not the Devils, against the Capitals. Sorry. And it was a 6-5 game in overtime, in overtime. So it's not like we came back, it was like, you know, 6-4 or 6-3, and we got two goals. No. It was a back-and-forth game between the Capitals and the Rangers, the former NHL Stanley Cup victors, and they played well. I mean, like, you know, you know, the goaltending wasn't there, but sometimes that happens. But you're right. You know, this team is right there. I don't want to say next year, but in two years when they get these younger guys to come, when they, when, if, they if they sign Panarin if they sign who they need to sign. And it's just, it's very, it's very uh, possible that they're not going to be out just as long as other people think that they're going to be. Well, Kev, you also have to remember too, watching a lot of these games, the, the, the main thing outside of the defense has just been the fact that there have been certain instances where they can't score or they, yeah. they just kind of fall flat. So if you bring in a guy like a Panarin and maybe one more defenseman, you're potentially looking at a team that could contend for a wild card next year at, at most. Potentially. That's not, that's so, not the goal because, you know, it's not like your, your goal is a Stanley Cup next year. No, but, you know, of course. You're right. they but then you look at the, 
Yeah, but you look at the team at the beginning of the season, no one expected them to still be somewhat in the hunt this at this time. Everyone expected to be in the basement, so they're not. So if they get one more guy who knows what he's doing and development for guys like Anderson, Heedle, you know, seem to work out, which it seems like they are because Anderson's played very well for the last couple of days, then, you know, why not? My Kansas yeah. team to be good next year. I don't. I don't know. understand why. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, this is a rebuilding year, and you know, you wanted to get as much value out of the guys that you had till the trade deadline. So now, trade deadline is over. That's it. There's no more trades unless something happens um, in the next five seconds. But that's it. The Rangers are done. Yeah. Now you have to focus on the guys that you have. These guys that you want to see if you want to keep. Whoa, so, wait a second, what? wait a second, oh man, no. the Sharks, the Sharks acquired Jonathan Dolan from the Vancouver Canucks for li- another, I, I had no idea this other Carlson existed, but there's another player called Linus Carlson, Jonathan Dolan was the key piece that the Vancouver Canucks got back for, oh excuse me, for Alex Burroughs <laughs> at the deadline a few years ago, and Jonathan Dolan do you know who he's really good friends with is Elias Pettersson, and they trade him away to the Sharks? That's a little shocking to me. No, Russ. Elias Pettersson's not getting traded to the Rangers because of this. No, no, no. He's not. But I love that guy. <laughs> anyway, little shocking, but good move for the Sharks. Dolan's got some nice sneaky upside there. Um, so things are starting to calm down. And now going into what is the stretch run, going into – oh, Kevin Hayes is speaking on NHL Network actually right now, but I'll listen to that later. Um so, think of it this way. Deadline's basically over. All the major, major moves are done. Who will be hoisting the Stanley Cup in June? Has it changed from the Tampa Bay Lightning? I say no way. What do you guys say? It's Tampa. It's got to be yeah. Tampa. I still they, think it's, it's Tampa. Not, it's not like it's, you know, they're just, oh, look, they could score five, six goals a game. It's They're just beating everybody. They're points beyond... The Flames, they're a significant. They're five, six games beyond the Flames in the standings now. That's it's not it's it's not like you know oh it's Western Coasters Eastern Conference. Do you look at the standings in the Eastern Conference? No one is close. The other leaders, like the what the um, the Islanders haven't even hit eighty points yet. You know neither has Winnipeg. It's just it's just there's, there's only two other teams. Well, I guess you, three other teams that even cracked eighty points. And Tampa Bay is about to get 100. They're only yeah. 20 points ahead of other teams. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Their defense is solid. Their offense is electric. And their goaltending is stoppable. You cannot get anything past these guys. It's just Tampa Bay is just the favorites. If they're, if they're not the favorites going into the Stanley Cup, I think some people need to reevaluate what they're in, what kind of <laughs> what they're thinking about. Because, you know, now we're calling Jeff Gordon crazy. It's like, oh, look, Tampa Bay – you know, that's pretty crazy to say that the Stanley Cup, just winning that, that gets us a first-round pick. That's not crazy anymore. Look at this team. This team is stacked. Everybody thought that we would be getting Ryan Callahan back because they needed cap relief. And Ryan Callahan was a pivotal trade to get Martin St. Louis. It's just it's, also, it's, it's crazy. another trade to point out, Winnipeg still making Whoa. moves. Giving Zach credit here for this one, too. Nick Patan goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Paul Lindholm. Huge win for the Toronto Maple Leafs here. Lindholm was, wow. you know, kind of bouncing around the lineup. Not really, you know, it wasn't a big incremental part like I thought he could be, kind of like a good third, fourth line guy. 
and the and the Maple Leafs get a guy with a nice ceiling here in Nick Patan. Uh, good stuff oh for Kyle Dubas. Nick Nick Patan, that kid could fire it. Yeah, I, I watched good stuff him play, for Kyle I, Dubas. I watched him play in juniors a couple of years ago. That kid could shoot the puck. So I think Toronto did a great job with that. Wow, man. people in Vancouver so, are not happy with this trade, by the way. Oh man. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy with it either. Yeah, I'm but, not sure why the. I'm not sure why the Canucks did that. To be honest with you, one of the few bad moves the Canucks have done over the past few but, years. Um, but to but to just piggyback off of what Kevin was saying, my favorite would would have to also be the the Tampa Bay Lightning, due to the fact that they have they're so just solid all on all facets. I mean, Nikita Kucherov is just an an animal on his own right. Steven Stamkos is Steven Stamkos, you know. And then you have Victor Hedman. Ryan McDonough, Dan Girardi, uh, who else am I missing? Uh, you give credit to Braden Coburn, you know, for still sticking around somehow. You know, Anton Strahlman. You know, these guys, they're no fluke. And these guys score at will. So if Tampa doesn't win the Cup, it's going to shock me. I think it would have to be Tampa, Toronto, and then I want to say Nashville. Those are my top three. Obviously, we all want Dallas to get to the Western Conference Final. I mean, once they get there, then we're fine. But, um, <laughs> no, the first three is, is Tampa, Toronto, Nashville, and then Winnipeg's probably four. Yeah. Um, if I had to give a top five right now, I mean, there's there's no match for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're destroying everyone. They're running through the NHL. I really, really think that they're they, this is their year. you got to go for it. You need to you need to win the Stanley Cup, like I don't because I don't know how they're going to keep that team together since Braden Point is an RFA. Um, after that, you know, with with the with the upgrades made, man, I mean, I really like the Nashville Predators. I think they did a great job. I think acquiring Wayne Simmons for that price was really really good. I problem has have them as my number two right now. Uh, my number three, you know, this is kind of crazy, and I probably wouldn't have said this even two days ago. But I'm really on this Columbus Blue Jackets hype train. I, I really think that the pieces they have, the goaltending they have, if Bobrovsky can prove in the playoffs, and you have Matthew Shane with Panarin, you know, you got you acquired Ryan Dezingle, you can move him around your lineup. I, I just think it's an amazing, amazing job there by Yarmo Kekalainen. Uh, with my fourth place, uh, I have to give it to the Winnipeg Jets. I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to do great. I think that the Kevin Hayes move is a super good move for them. Hopefully he pays off like Paul Stassi did for them and they keep moving along in the playoffs. And if I had to round out my top five here for the Stanley Cup in June, I would probably have to give it to, uh, you know, I'm going to go San Jose here. I think the Sharks oh. gonna, I think the Sharks can make a surprise run here and shock some people. But then again, it wouldn't really be a surprise with the players that they have, Carlson and Kane and Thornton and Pavelski and Couture and Hurdle. And if they get it truly together, they can make a nice run for the Stanley Cup. Um, so before we sign off here on our 2019 Forever Blue Shirts live trade deadline special, important to point out that Boone Eves and Stephen Fogarty have both agreed to one-year deals with the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, depth guys. We love Boone Eves. He's probably going to be our fourth-line center for a bit here. Um, Stephen Fogarty bounces around the lineup. Uh, he comes in when we need him. Obviously not the most major moves, but 
I'm happy that Boo is going to be around for at least another year. I actually really like him as a fourth-line center for us. I agree. I think he'll, he'll be productive. He's been productive so far. And now with uh, Hayes gone, he'll he'll definitely have some more ice time to, you know, prove his worth. Always been a skilled player, and I think he'll uh, – you know he'll he'll show people you know what what he's worth. <laughs> so overall, quite the intense trade deadline we had today. Some major deals dropping after uh, after the 3 p.m. deadline with the crazy stuff in the queue at a uh, central scout. I mean, not central scouting at a uh, central registry. So thanks for joining us. If you're listening in, thank you to the boss Anthony for joining us on the deadline special. The Rangers once again. Kevin Hayes, Matt Zuccarello. Adam McQuaid, all shipped out. We Vladimir Mesnikov still here. Uh, actually, a little bit shocking, oh, but don't forget to thank guess, Zach. Yes, thank you, Zach, for helping us as well in the chat, keeping us updated. Uh, it was a good deadline, Jeff Gordon. You get an A plus from me, man. I, I guess that's what we'll end on today. I would definitely give Jeff Gordon A plus over the next over these last two deadlines. He's just done a fantastic job. Ka-ching. Is that is Kevin that sign off? I think that's a sign off. Good thing. Thank you for joining me, guys. And remember, everyone will be back in hopefully soon because we are going to have a special guest on our next show. I'm trying to get the draft analyst, Steve Cornianos, to join us once again to talk prospects and talk about where the Rangers' prospects are in terms of development to see how our rebuild is going. So, once again, thank you guys so much for joining me. And that concludes the trade deadline craziness. Have a great few weeks, everyone. And as always, let's go Rangers. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. 
Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day.